So I came up with this uh, idea to do some episodes with Levi and Eddie as a panel. I had a lot of fun with the Kanye episode and uh, the the best releases, or not best releases, but our favorite releases of 2020 and all that. And I thought um, it would be pretty cool if we could talk about movies with really good soundtracks or decent soundtracks and dive into the soundtracks, um, talk about the movies, and just like um, nerd out, I guess. <laughs> uh, the sound quality is kind of whatever. I'm still trying to make uh, it sound as good as I can uh, as far as editing and all that shit. So if you're expecting like the best quality of audio or anything like that, eh, this ain't the podcast for you. So, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so we talked about the movie Little Nicky, talked about the soundtrack. Uh, we did a track by track analysis of what we thought and all that shit. It gets pretty funny and uh, dumb at times. So hope you like it. something new um i wanted to i had so much fun on the Kanye in the top releases episode with uh, eddie and uh, levi that i've always loved when a movie i like has a good soundtrack i hit them up i was like hey let's do the spawn soundtrack and then uh, levi uh just uh, completely shoved that idea out of the way it was like a little nicky i was like okay <laughs> let's do that so, we're gonna do a dive like i do because yeah. i'm He's a, he's not only he was a shot caller, and I was like, you know what? I'll let you have this one. So we're doing we're gonna do a little bit of talk about the movie, uh, and then we're gonna go dissect the tracks off the soundtrack, maybe replace two that we think uh, should be replaced. And uh, y'all remember when you first saw this movie? I I didn't see it till it came out on video, and my family was really big on Hollywood video. Yeah. So we, uh, I, I remember seeing it and wanting to watch it, and it was one of those things where, uh, like, my parents would, would like they would get their movies out. My mom would get her like you know romantic comedy, drama, girly movie. My dad would get his action movie or his like old school seventies, eighties comedy movie. I'd get like something I wanted to watch, and then my brother would probably get like a video game, or I get a video game, whatever the hell. Anyway, this one, this time it had just come out. A little Nikki, but I rented the video, and my grandma was down. And for whatever reason, she wanted to watch TV with us. And I was watching Little Nicky. <laughs> and I was like, I was a child. Yeah. I was like, I was in sixth grade when I saw this. So, and so like, uh, <laughs> we watched it. And my, my grandma was borderline, like, not shocked, but like offended. But she would laugh. So like, she couldn't be mad about it. <laughs> well, 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 we started off. John Lovitz is like a fucking creep in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you start off, you start the movie yeah. off with John Lovitz being a pervert, uh, peeping on a tree with a glass of wine, which I think was a nice touch of mm -hmm. uh, with Ladies Night playing in the background as a nod to Wedding Singer. Oh, oh my god, yeah. Levi's got a glass of when wine. It, yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, <laughs> night playing in the background as a nod to his role in Wedding Singer. I thought that was a nice touch. And uh, but yeah, just to yeah. think that it started off like that. <laughs> You're with your yeah. grandma. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, was, it was my it was my grandma. My, it was myself. It was my little brother. And like not only that, like everything was just lewd. I mean, it wasn't like it was what PG thirteen, so it wasn't like yeah, yeah, yeah. and lewd, but it was lewd. 
And yeah. to the point to where they actually they showed like tits in PG thirteen, which is like the craziest thing. But it was on on someone's head. Like, <laughs> so I guess they got away with it. Health loophole. PG thirteen. You got love the rating system, but yeah, man. Like, my grandma watched it with us all the way through, and she would like, she would she would like go alternate between ah and like laughing, like <laughs> the ahs were offense, the other yeah. ones were like laughing. Yeah. So she couldn't be mad at it. I was like, you know, why are you watching this? Like, I don't know, Grandma, you laughed at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even though I rewatched it last night and uh, the parts where I was like, I can't believe I'm laughing, but it's just like such like middle school jokes that I just can't help but laugh because they're just so stupid. When they went, <laughs> yeah. in, you know, when they went in on the, the actor, the guy that's like the, the actor trying to make it, oh, I, forgot, I didn't get his name. Um, he plays a dude that, that oh, uh, Todd. Todd. Yeah. Uh, what the, what he just like? Yeah. All the fucking gay jokes at him. Like they call him like uh, Elton. Oh yeah. John. They call him like yeah. all these Liberace. <laughs> yeah, Liberace. Like the very like stereotypical like let's go go to gay jokes. RuPaul. Like, uh, yeah. The <laughs> one where they, they called him RuPaul. I was like, God damn it, dude! Like, <laughs> it's like I hate that I'm laughing, <laughs> but like I catch I can't help it like. The thing is that I can't completely like be upset about it because no, yeah. on me, <laughs> but also, but also he had done he had already done uh, Big Daddy, who he was like the his character was like a big advocate for the fact that they're gay, they're our brothers still, so what they kiss sometimes, so this came after the fact, and I was just like, yeah, th- th- it's all right, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because <laughs> it was all in good fun. It wasn't like they were trying to demean, but I'm you know I just thought yeah, looking about it now, it's just like, like like it's so funny that like. um there was like a lack of intelligence to the jokes. Yeah, but yeah. it was so funny. Like, yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah, my family didn't fuck with Blockbuster. We were Hollywood Video, third <laughs> or fourth grade. That's when we watched it, and my grandma saw it with us. Super religious lady, but her favorite scene, I guess, would be when they shoved the pineapple up Hitler's ass. She okay. yelled out like "Orale puto!" Like, <laughs> like she 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 cheered and whatever. So I was like, okay. She yeah. was born like. I don't know if when World War II started or ended, but around that time. So I'm like, I, it was symbolic to her or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you think uh, like, like when we're older and then like uh, they make a movie similar to this and it's like uh, Trump in a in a dress and they're going to shove a pineapple oh, yeah. his ass. We're going to be like, yeah. yeah. Now the, the audience <laughs> yeah. would go crazy. Yeah. But yeah. well, so um, did she sit, sit through the whole movie with you also? Yeah, she was yeah. chill. She just laughed and she would just like kind of like shake at some jokes like her head. Yeah. Yeah. But she said it was a good movie at the end of it. So she likes That's Adam good. Sandler. She calls him Adam Sanders. It's like it's like when when I snuck in to go see uh, Old School and then my mom found out. She's like, did you go did, did you go watch that William Farrell movie? It's like, who's William Farrell? William Farrell. <laughs> She's all proper with it. <laughs> William Pharrell. Pharrell. She's gonna think it's Pharrell, the like the artist, like the music artist. <laughs> so, uh, I, I saw this. <laughs> We're gonna get sued. Don't. <laughs> Pharrell's gonna hear this. He's like, you didn't pay <laughs> the fucking rights. He's gonna pull Dua Lipa. Yeah. Uh, reference to our other episode. Oh God. Which which no. you should check out. <laughs> okay, so uh, I saw yeah. this. <laughs> Shameless plug. Link link below. <laughs> So I saw this um, on Stars, the movie channel. It like uh, I didn't I didn't go to theater watch it. I didn't. Um, oh shit! I didn't get to I didn't get to rent it. Yeah, it was uh, it was on Stars. 
was my first time watching it and i thought it was fucking hilarious and then i would try to watch it as many times as it came on and um yeah it was like easily quotable movie with like a bunch of friends and uh yeah it just uh re- yeah yesterday was the first time i've seen it like in years and uh i noticed so many things uh so many cameos i don't know if y'all want to jump in before i go on cameos and shit like that uh yeah there's a lot man i think the biggest one that shocks a lot of people is um quentin tarantino as the uh the, the armageddon priest <laughs> Dude, yeah. i did not know it was him until last night i was like wait yeah, what? yeah i didn't know it was i was surprised it, that i didn't know it was him Dude, i found out like that that he was in the movie like two years ago when Tim was watching the movie and he texted me about it and I looked up scenes and I'm like, I saw YouTube comments like, did you know that guy's Quentin Tarantino? So I'm like, nah, there's no way. I looked it up and sure enough, it's him. Bro, like easily, again, me watching movies that I shouldn't have been watching. I had like watched Pulp Fiction already. And I remember even when I first watched it on on video, I was like, where do I know that guy from? I didn't know it the the first time I rented it. But the second time I watched it, I said, oh, that's that guy from Pulp Fiction. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I didn't know his name yet. I was a kid, but I was like, "That's a guy from Pulp Fiction," and Quentin Tarantino. Sure enough, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so about that cameo, Ken, uh, I had this idea about the Quentin Tarantino. So, okay, the love interest of Adam Sandler in that movie is uh, Patricia Arquette. She plays Valerie. I told you guys this last night. She's also kiss, kiss, kissing Kate Barlow in Holes. She's the sister to Alexis Arquette, who is George from The Wedding Singer, the Do You Really Want R. to R. Hurt Me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then he comes out in another movie called Blended with Adam Sandler, Andrew Barrymore, who's also in The Wedding Singer. And they've both worked with Quentin Tarantino, like in Pulp Fiction and in True Romance. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. like, all this crossover shit had me thinking. Adam Sandler in a Quentin Tarantino movie would be amazing. Like some uncut gems type oh, of shit. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Even if it's not a whole movie like yeah. surrounding him, if he just yeah. makes a cameo as like a coked up drug dealer, like, I don't know, say a yeah. bunch of crazy shit, that would be awesome. It's kind of like when uh, Mike Myers uh, uh, cameoed in uh, Inglourious Bastards. I was like, yeah. yes. <laughs> Dude, yeah, that would be awesome. Uh, R.I.P. Alexis Arquette um, at the yeah. same time, like they... Uh, no, yeah, it, it's it was, it was crazy, and I think even, man, that that family has, like, also been in kind of like been like in Adam Sandler movies as well. So it's not really that crazy, but yeah, Adam Sandler in a another serious role. Whether you know we saw the Punch Drunk Love Adam Sandler, we've seen the Uncut Gems Adam Sandler. Um, so I mean, I I, I wouldn't think it would be that far fetched to get him in there. That'd be tight. Yeah. I honestly thought uh, Woody Harrelson was the 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 street like <laughs> it looks like him it looks like him yeah, yeah. no man no uh, i thought that was woody harrelson for a while and then, then when i thought it was yeah. quentin tarantino because i was like this does not look like woody harrelson and i swear it was him and then i was like yeah. oh shit it's quentin quentin tarantino i was like yeah. fuck yeah woody harrelson does not have that chin and those cheeks yeah there's no way <laughs> what else uh, do you have on the list okay i have a dana carvey as the referee during the basketball yes. game uh dude uh it's fucking hilarious so so dana carvey from wayne's world snl master of disguise so crazy thing he the if you look at the credits or dig into it the referee is called whitey 
who's also the name of the referee from Eight Crazy Nights. Yes. And he's doing the same exact voice as Whitey, but Eight Crazy Nights didn't come out till two years later. So I don't know if Adam Sandler has done the voice before or he's copying Dana Carvey doing that voice. Okay, Levi. Levi's <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, time, yeah, time, time to chime in here. He's like, sir, sir. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh. Yeah. No. You're exact. You're exact. Danny Carvey is credited as like the referee or, or YDA, as you said. Um. Those of you who are comedy fans and who have listened to Adam Sandler's uh, comedy CDs, you've heard stuff like you know they're all gonna laugh at you. Uh, even the 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 peeper, which was the uh, the, the the peeping tom, uh, John Lovitz, is also an Adam Sandler character from one of his CDs. And oh, even uh, if you want to go back and dig into this in the CD or the comedy CD, uh, there's a skit called called Whitey. And uh, Adam Sandler has it there on the CD. And that happened before a little Nicky and it got carried into this one. So he kind of just copied that voice. And then he did it again in uh, Eight Crazy Nights. So nice. Was, yeah. yeah. So that's it, it is an ongoing thing with them. So when I first heard it, I was like, yeah, like when Eight Crazy Nights came out, I was like, oh, this is the same voice. And I was like, well, they all hang out together. They probably have like a running inside joke or something. And they always do it, you know. And as I dug some more into it, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Like the, the, the comedy CD, he has a. Like the skit's called Whitey, and it's the same exact voice. And, you know, the whole shaving the chest here, all that stuff is like, you know, just the, uh, the, the, the Whitey sort of thing. So, yeah, it goes back even further than uh, Little Nicky. It's pretty tight. Nice. So, uh, Reinforce has an inside joke with uh, yes. one of Poncho's <laughs> old, um, what was he, like, boss for, like, a... What, yeah, he, he was he was his boss, yeah. Wait, what, what what was it again? I forgot. Like there he, in, he was doing the he was doing uh, uh HVAC uh HVAC I think it was or like you know insulation, and uh, he that's where he worked and the guy he uh, he worked with, uh, I don't remember his name, but I just remember what he would call Pancho. <laughs> Dude, Eddie sounded like Whitey. Oh no! <laughs> so so Bro. there'd be times where like Pancho would call him, hey, I'm not gonna make it back to work, uh, not until later. I don't know what day. And then he was like, he was like, well, where are you at? And then Pancho's like, I'm in El Paso. El Paso? But like, in a better whitey voice. But no, the, no. Yeah, he, he would just usually a quick like story, that. He would like, the, yeah. He would usually like that and be like, El Paso, that's a 15 hour drive, Rockstar. Yeah, he called him Rockstar also. <laughs> because he played in a band. <laughs> My favorite one is uh, real quick, and then we'll move on. Um, when he, he he was telling Pancho was telling us a story about like someone almost killed his brother, killed uh, mm. the, his boss's brother, and he's like, "I don't know if you want to do it, Levi, because I don't think I have it in me to finish it." Because I'll start laughing. <laughs> oh, because uh, I think he was on like a forklift or something, and what they did is that they they weren't paying attention and they kind of rammed into the garage door where <laughs> the 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 boss's brother was, and he kind of just jumped out of the way. Este pendejo de me, me mató mi little brother. You almost killed my brother. <laughs> so I, I, I know you said I know you said like one more, but the one I was I always remember is the one uh what is it? <laughs> oh, cause he they had those those K95 masks that they would wear because of insulation, you don't want to get shit in your lungs, right? So they would have those, but apparently they ran out of toilet paper in the bathroom and some asshole like wiped his ass with those masks <laughs> instead <laughs> and left one on the floor. It's just gross as shit. You can cut this out, I don't care. Um but and then the boss found it and he fucking like I don't know if he picked it up or he like just like pointed at it. <laughs> oh man. And I pictured him being like a short, like super dark, 
like the opposite of why like just brownie just as shit and mm. like having this high voice and apparently no he was like like complected and shit yeah <laughs> I, I, in my head i pictured him looking at the grandpa from king of the hill all right that was a good uh sidebar but, uh, uh, that's good shit. See. one of my favorite cameos is john witherspoon on in this like yeah, yeah, yeah. friday and all that he just steals a flask and then he's selling it to him and then when adam sandler approaches him in the in the table he's like hey what's up like he's like like if you didn't just rob him like 30 minutes ago you, you, you want to like my man <laughs> And Dude, like, when he starts staring at him, the crazy eyes. Yes. Oh, he got the crazy eyes. And it, he starts making a noise. <laughs> Let's like, get music. Like, <laughs> honestly, man, he almost stole the movie for me. Like at that part, I was like, oh my God. I mean, if he would have came out again, that would have been awesome. But oh, dude, he almost, he, that was a really good moment. I forgot how good that part was. I'll be uh, seeing you in a few years. Yeah, yeah. Also, uh, uh, Frank Frankie Carbone from Goodfellas is the announcer at the basketball yes. game. Yeah, I was like, he was like, "Don't do that again." When he said that, when he said that, I was like, "Oh shit, it's Frankie!" Like from Goodfellas. Yes. Was, oh shit! Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. What's up? That was another callback to Wedding Singer when he was like, "Yeah, she do this thing with with, with my nipples." Like, oh, that's oh right. yeah, comes out there too. Yeah, that's right. He's his uh, his like brother-in-law or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, fucking for the sports fan, uh, Bill Walton. That he comes out. I don't know oh, yeah. what he's asking for. If it's for like, was he coaching? Oh no, no, no he's he he, he a commentator. He's oh, a commentator. A commentator. Oh, okay, and then uh, the other one is John Logran and Peter Dante, who are like staples in every Adam Sandler movie. They're yeah. not really cameos; they're just like their roles as the rocker vatos. Like I always thought oh, that was yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. Like, rocker fools. Yeah, the rocker fools. The demon uh, that's like the, an advisor to Satan or um, Adam Sandler's dad is uh, the, yeah. the Cajun yeah, yeah, coach yeah. from Waterboy. Oh, yeah. 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 I was like, oh, shit, that's him. Yeah. Okay. I, I have. And then my my biggest one, uh, I know I said Quentin Tarantino, but my, my biggest one, and this is what I was talking about earlier, Danny, get ready for it. Uh, fucking Clint Howard plays Nipples, a.k.a. I think his name is Alan or Aaron or something like that officially. Yeah. But I'm gonna call him Nipples. Um, he's he stole our hearts with such lines as "You got the wrong window, man," or you know, "I don't need luck. I'm good." Like, good. He stole, <laughs> he stole our part. heart. He stole our hearts with that. And he he didn't even have to say any words after uh, Adrian said, "Well, not that horrible, but still pretty bad." Like he had our hearts, there. and I think he had a really great cameo there because he also was in the Water Boy, and he was the uh, I was not blessed with charm. And, 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 full, and fully functional brain like so like it was a, it was a nice little thing to see but at the yeah. same time a little fun fact about clint howard um <clears throat> a little bit before this uh, he had been he's also he's a great character actor he's been in i don't know how many movies he's the brother of ron howard the famous director aka also mm -hmm. the, uh, the the happy days guy and uh, he's been in pretty much all of his movies as well like all of ron howard's movies has a little bit of clint howard in it as well uh, whether it's like the Grinch or Armageddon, like he had, he's in those movies. And anyway, back in '98, they uh, they gave him the Lifetime Achievement Award in MTV because yes, no I remember that. However, the before then, uh, it had been given as a joke. Like in the '92, it was Jason Voorhees, and '93, it was the Three Stooges, and '94, it was Shaft, and '95, oh, it was Jackie Chan. 
96 was Godzilla, 97 was Chewbacca, and then of course 1998 was Clint Howard. Uh, MTV ended up canceling and like just discontinuing the award because Clint Howard gave such like a heartfelt speech and give and, like like really because he had never won anything before. So he was like, "Thank you so much for oh, acknowledging shit. my work." And he gave this really great heartfelt speech. And he took it way more serious than the producers had intended. So okay. like after that, like the the MTV was like, we can't give this award out anymore without embarrassing the actor. So we're okay. not gonna do it again. But still, the the last winner of the Lifetime Achievement Award, who's very well deserving and great character actor, fuck everybody else. He's gonna be my dual leapa of, of this episode, fucking Clint Howard, an undisclosed legend of cinema. Go on. <laughs> Damn. He's, Dude, you uh, should edit yeah. like a clap track right there. <laughs> <laughs> I may not be a handsome man, but... <laughs> He's like, the, the good Lord decided not to bless me with, with charm or a fully functional brain. <laughs> also, okay, so um, are, y'all, are we all done with the cameos or is there anything else? I mean, hey. the other one is like Chubbs, who wasn't credited also. Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah. right. AKA Apollo Boy. Creed, RIP. Uh, Carl Weathers isn't dead, but Apollo uh, Creed is dead. Yes. Okay, you know what's uh, funny? Okay. Carl Weathers is dead? No, Carl Weathers no. is not dead, but okay. Apollo Creed is. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Dude, this would have been such an awkward way if he was for Danny to find out, like, I gotta cut the podcast off, man. I gotta go rewatch more Rocky. Okay, no lie. Uh, I thought he was dead for like a couple months. I don't know why I <laughs> no. thought that. And then I checked like a couple weeks ago and I was like, oh shit, he's alive. Oh, thank God. You know, I don't know why. I was like, wow. I don't know why that happened. And then right now when you said he was dead, I was like, wait, he is dead. I thought I was living in some sort of alternate like timeline. I got scared. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, me and my friend Dave Cave till this day still quote, uh, when there's something gross that happens, me and him still quote gross. Like, yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, that's I, one I thing. I, I think I've mentioned before that my credo is still, I came for the B and the bitches. <laughs> uh, another, another part I love, another thing I love is Ronnie Dangerfield uh, is Satan's dad. And then when he like, they, they push him down, he's like, even in hell, I get no respect. I no that respect. Was pretty funny. <laughs> no respect at all. No respect. Was, it, was talks- that one of his? Last roles before he passed? No. Uh, no, no. I, okay. No, he, I don't he, know. He was alive a little while after that. He was, I think he passed in 2004, 2003, somewhere around oh, there. Okay. So it was about three or four years later. All right. Uh, also, I, like, I love when he was like interacting with Gary the monster and everyone playing a little game of poker. And he's like, You look like I'm, you look like my ex wife, except her, except she was hairier. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, well, it's hey. like, a, like to his super like typical Ronnie Dangerfield joke. Um, he, Fun fact about him: He was a, one the the winner of the uh, one and only Kami Award for the Lifetime Achievement. So, oh, like, not communist, but like comedy. Oh, no, com- I know. Like I was comedy? very okay. I was waiting for you to like clarify that. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, like damn. Had, had a comedy award called the Commies. Oh, okay. okay. I was like, damn, uh, Soviet legend Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> 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 oh, drank nothing but oh, yeah. vodka. Go ahead, Danny. <laughs> okay um shit there's just like so many things uh before we get to the actual soundtrack um <laughs> just little little things that i that i i think were pretty funny or whatever the heaven hill mixer that uh 
that his uh, Reese Witherspoon talks about. I would love to see how like that looked. I wish they could have gone like a flashback, like scene, whatever, to see what characters were in there, like who, like in the, in the, at that mixer. It would have been very interesting to see. Uh, uh, shout out Reese Witherspoon as uh, Nikki's mom. Uh, Milf. Fun, fun fact. She's like three and a half years younger, or something like that. Then she's younger than than Adam Sandler. <laughs> what movie. the hell? Oh, oh shit. wow! Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah! Hell yeah! Maybe okay. nine and a half years older. She's like way younger than him. <laughs> yeah, and then the last thing I'm gonna end all, end this off with before we get to the actual soundtrack, whatever. Um, the posters in the room. I swear to God, he could sell like oh. any of those posters for like a high, uh, for a high price. Like, yeah, I hope yeah. whoever, you know, left those posters still has some. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, also, all right. So, fun fact, uh, Britney Spears was supposed to play his mom. Britney Spears? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> shit. That would have been cool. Oh, and that would have been so Dun- good. Yeah. And then Dustin Hoffman was supposed to play his dad. But like last minute, Harvey Keitel replaced him. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, so one thing I noticed about <clears throat> the soundtrack is it's like a Maverick Records, Warner Brothers, like, rocket division like sampler like including all like the bands that they have signed and i feel like just threw them in um as a like showcasing like their artists i don't know i (laughs) I, that's what i noticed i don't know if you all noticed that oh yeah i noticed yeah you're right it's uh, the same like record companies it's also like the same two three producers doing two or more songs like on there like working on them for the bands yeah, I mean that that's why you got like three POD songs, you got fucking uh, uh you have like three uh Ozzy songs, but Ozzy makes sense because he's a big part of the movie. You got two Deftone songs, so you have like multiple like releases from uh, the same artists on yeah. this as well. So I think it was they were just kinda like compiling their favorite from those artists and they went forward from there. <laughs> yeah, um the first track it opens up with School Part Knox a POD. Um Okay, to be honest, I'm not too big on P.O.D. The only one is like the first album because uh, it has some fight riffs on there. Uh, the thing that I like, I'm not, I'm not picking, I'm not picking one this song to be put in the place of another song. But I really think Southtown should have been on the soundtrack. It's kind of like unfortunate that it's not. Uh, but I can see like why School of Hard Knocks is on it. I guess to give it some sort of uh, mass appeal um, to like maybe just normies to like check it out and maybe like be introduction introduction to like the heavier stuff or just like more of the other stuff that uh they probably won't find appealing so it uh you understand why they added it as like the as a first track in the movie too right yeah as, as the opening credits yeah 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 i think since they were a christian band they're like oh they just looked up christian bands they're like let's just get this band on here this is a movie about heaven and hell fuck it and they're on yeah. our uh label you know <laughs> so they're like fuck it you know it's a good point <laughs> yeah. too maybe that wasn't like done on purpose about like <laughs> they're a christian band heaven and hell the theme of the movie yeah and at the, at the same time this this uh this song was exclusive for this movie it's not on any other albums it's not on anything like that um they've done uh they have done like you know movie tracks before they did uh, i mean i mean after this too they did uh uh, Sleeping Awake for the Matrix uh, trilogy, and uh, it, it was only for this album, so or for this uh, soundtrack anyway. Uh, they did have you know songs like the uh, South Town and Rock the Party and stuff like that on the on the um, in the movie, 
but School of Hard Knocks was especially for that. And if you watch the video, it's got like heavy Nikki cameos. It's got uh, beefy fighting some cats. Cats are apparently the the angels in this movie, which and the angels in that video, which is fucking weird to me. Uh, but uh, this, yeah, it's it's the uh, the title the title song and the ending song too, because when it's over, you hear the song again at the end of it. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I I don't, I don't hate it. it. It's very just kind of cut and dry POD. It's, it's what you expect from them. Uh, and they just wanted something to like do gang vocals with, so they had ready to rock on there. Uh, easily one of my least favorite POD songs. I love POD, um, no matter what the what the year was. Uh, but at the same time, yeah, this one this one's kind of like, okay, here's our title track, so let's just play it multiple times. <laughs> so. Yeah, I get you. Uh, you want to move on to the next track? Oh, one more thing. Uh, POD, whoever called POD the West Coast East East Town Concrete, fucking nailed it. We'll actually mention E-Town again later on. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's funny because I heard in a podcast that the singer of E-Town Concrete, um, I think it was on the Jamie Jasta podcast, he mentioned that uh, he heard Southtown on the radio when it was like getting traction and it was like, you know, on, on like metal or rock stations. And for a moment, he was like, is this us? Like he, he even thought it was oh, Concrete. <laughs> He was confused. Yeah, I mean that that comparison, uh, you know, is true <laughs> to, a certain, to a certain extent. Um, yeah, they're like also I thought, I thought it was pretty cool when I remember uh, later on rewatching the Southtown video and they're like wearing like Zayo shirts. How you mentioned Eddie? Uh, with that. Yeah, uh, the like, the Zayo hoodie or jersey. The drummer I think rocks it. it was like eh, I props. Say, yeah, I want to say I think I see a Living Sacrifice or like a Snap shirt yeah. there too. Oh shit. Yeah. Shout out, shout out, uh, shout out, love for that. And <laughs> okay, so the next one is "Pardon Me" uh, by Incubus. This was like uh, I, I can still remember how well, the first time I heard the song, and then slowly, like, because one of those songs that got popular, and then it made it to top forty to a certain extent, and all like the the preppy like uh, and the cheerleader people like got into it at my school, and I was like, jocks. Yeah, and I was like, wow, this is weird. The song literally, like, I saw the, tra- the the trajectory of the song, like, go through different phases of people in my in my, in my school. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to go and say this now. Um, not all of these songs, but pretty much all most of these songs. Uh, I love this soundtrack. We I know we, we were talking about it earlier, how, like, you wanted to do Spawn. But I love this soundtrack because as, as, as per a great soundtrack, it puts you in back into the movie. And pardon me, puts you right back into him creeping up into into Valerie's like apartment, so yeah. like, you know where you are. So I'll probably from here on out, if I remember where it is in the movie, I'm gonna probably name it. But yeah, yeah pardon please. me, that Incubus. Would, would help a lot. I, I I do I do like this song. Yeah, it's a good I song. Don't right? listen to it a lot, but people because people like sing the karaoke this song too much for my okay, taste. You know oh god, <laughs> badly, very badly, and I fucking hate it. Do they do this more than Drive? Like, yes. Oh shit. Oh okay. Yeah, someone's drunk. I'm like, I'm gonna hit y'all with the incubus deep cut. <laughs> no, 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 no but it's not even a deep cut. It's one of the hits. Like, <laughs> karaoke man, you got pardon me. But I will say this, and I've, I've said this many times in the past to other friends. I t- I take this song over fucking picture any day. Fuck that song. Picture by Show <laughs> Crow and Kid Kid Rock. Fuck oh, that song and all the duets that do that shit. And fuck you know, I love I love Show Crow, but fuck Kid Rock. I can't I can't do it. It hurts me so much. <laughs> um, my two cents of this song will come in, come with the the next song on the list. So, 
Uh, All right. Okay, so, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is Change in the House of Flies by Deftones' third track on this. Um, I remember when I first heard this because I had not heard a Deftones song like when I was younger. Uh, this was the first one I heard, and then I was like, hmm. I wasn't really into. I wasn't really into it. I was like, this is the band everyone talks about and the shirts I wear. But this was like during White Pony, I guess. Like uh, was my introduction to them. And um, I bought the album. I heard it, and then um, I'm going to show my age. Um, it was Halloween. Shit, what year? 2000? Wow, 20 years ago. <laughs> so it's Halloween 2000. I was I was 13. Um, me and Adam went to go see them at the Vieira Adam McKellen, which is the Harley Davidson thing, building whatever the fuck store whatever it is. Um, and it was. Uh, Deftones, Incubus, and Taproot. And I remember uh, relaying back to Incubus. Um, they're the, Taproot is like, whatever. Uh, Incubus, yeah, they're, Taproot is very forgettable. I saw them and I was like, Meh. like I saw yeah. they're using. I'm just going to. This is my five minutes to shit on Taproot. But <laughs> they were. Um, they were just like another new metal band, like coming out of like a fucking factory of bands are coming out that time like nothing yeah. interesting. they were just using the same elements that popular bands in that genre were using and it was kind of like just like all right we know what you're doing it's not gonna work you know it's just so like a demo yeah it was very <laughs> oh god dude <laughs> okay anyways so then incubus played after them and uh i remember incubus like we started their set and uh the singer was dressed as spock from star trek the the dj dude was um like had like uh, medieval armor. Uh, the drummer was just dressed in drag. Like they all were dressed different. It was pretty cool. It was like memorable to see that. And when he played "Pardon Me," it was cool because everyone knew the song and like the little samples of the DJ. Like, and then when I saw Deftones, that was fucking sick. Like after Incubus, you, you know they did the changeover. Um, they dropped the white pony flag. It was like a red flag. Oh shit! Drop yeah. it, and Ooh. then when they dropped it. It was like. Like I've never heard <laughs> roar like that in my life. I was like, "Shit, dude!" Like it was like, "Oh shit!" You know, some real shit's about to go down. And the lights turned off, and then you just see like the the light behind the flag, like some lights like flickering, and you see like the um, the silhouettes of like the dudes, and then you just see Chino run out underneath the flag, like with like a afro like wig and like oh like oh like sunglasses, and I think he had a joint in his mouth. And then, like, when he jumped in the crowd, they all just, like, ripped it off of him, whatever. And then uh, <laughs> it, was, it was fun, dude. It was a fun, like, show. And then they played Change. Yes. And hearing Change Live was, like, fuck. Like, I liked the song, but I was a bigger fan of the band and the song once I saw it live. Especially in their prime. I think White Pony is their prime. And seeing them in that time was, like, fuck, dude. It was, it was dope. Yeah. That that, that band, like, uh, Deptones, I think I was, like, in third grade when i like started to try to skate and shit i was like i skated from like third third grade to like seventh grade and i wasn't very great like i didn't even like my first trick wasn't even a kickflip it was a fucking pop shove it by accident Uh, (laughs) and then uh but like no yeah the one of the first times i hung out with a homie that would actually skate also uh his his older brother was playing white pony like front to back so that was like my first introduction to 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 deftones like third grade somewhere around there 
and it had been out for a long time already. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, th- this uh, th- that's why that album was probably one of my probably my favorite album of them. Not because it's like the most favorite from everyone, but because that's what the first one I heard. But change is like the go-to, and again, like I've I've seen people try to karaoke this, and it hurts me oh, so much no. every single time. <laughs> When, fucking, oh no! Oh God, it hurts me so yeah, much. Those are Chino's voice, like only. He- uh, I, I bet the the worst part is the ah, like no. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds like that Mudvayne parody video. The ah. Uh, <laughs> no, what what's what's bad is when the ones they, they fully commit to and they try to do the fucking uh, they try to do the. <laughs> but it's like. Uh, it's, it's it's like when I was in Kingsville and at a tailgate and everyone was like you know all they turned up right it was like three four in the afternoon and everyone's already messed up. Someone plays uh what is it Living on a Prayer by Bon Jovi and it's the most disgusting thing I ever heard in my life. When when the DJ who was playing it was like come on let's hear you Kingsville and oh well halfway there this dumbass puts mute right on that part. Uh, we're halfway there mute a bunch of drunk white people. <laughs> he goes back. I was like, "Why?" That was terrible. That? <laughs> it hurts. That was like it hurts. And shit. <laughs> yeah, it's a bunch of like drunk white people with just privilege, you know, uniting together. <laughs> um, God. Real quick, another sidebar. Um, just talking about people singing bad. I remember it was like, uh, shit, man. This is like 2013 or something. I was with someone. Uh, I was with a, with a, with a with a lady friend. And then, like the the band at the wall, one of the bands at the Walrus. I don't think it's the same band, but it's a different one. I was playing, and they were doing Radiohead Creep, and you know they're oh, doing no. the thing. And like, I've seen them. I've seen multiple bands on that stage do that song. And you, with the my favorite, one of my favorite parts is like when they do like the, the heavy distortion, but it sounds like middle school talent show distortion. You know, so it's like not even hard. <laughs> and then, well, anyways, you know the part where like in the ending is like the guys like moaning. Like you know, whatever. This guy is doing it right, and he has like a wireless mic, and he's going up the stairs with the walrus, and he's like singing, ah, ah, and he goes up the stairs. He's like rating everyone on the top, like you know, thing of the at the walrus. Everyone's just looking at him, like, man, this guy is what the fuck's his deal? So then he goes downstairs again, still doing that, ah, and he gets on stage. Ah, ah, he just finishes it, and then he opens his eyes, like, whoa. Guys, I don't even know where I was at. I blacked out for a moment. I was like, this motherfucker. This guy. <laughs> wow. I... he, he was like trying to impress people. Like he was like so into it. I was like, oh God, I hate this shit. Yeah. Uh, I, what is it? Uh, I remember when someone said, like, oh yeah, there's going to be a live music there or whatever. It's not, it wasn't the war. It was just somewhere else. Oh, it's like in corporate or something. It's like, yeah. oh, there's gonna be live music there. It's like, like, let me guess, they're gonna cover creep, and they're like, they start like they got, like, they got all mad. At us. <laughs> I was like, yeah, they're cover creep, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm not going. That. I'm, I'm not going. <laughs> Let's just go. Then. Wait, Eddie, did you do your? You haven't, you haven't chimed in, right? On Deftones? Uh, no. Uh, like, they're all great songs to me. I like Incubus. I like Deftones. Um, I I was listening to the soundtrack last night, and I kept replaying "Change in the House of Flies" because it's not a Deftones song. I revisit a lot. My intro to them was actually Hole in the Earth and then Diamond Eyes. So those are the things, those songs I'll like revisit more. But yeah, it's a good song. I think it's on like multiple like soundtracks of like 2000s, mid 2000s. Like I think it's on House of Wax 
if I, you dig around, you, you'll see it pop up on like five, six different soundtracks. Yeah. Was it on? Was it on Queen of the Damned? Or am I wrong? It. Yeah. It was in Queen of the Damned. Yeah, that's another great soundtrack, by the way. So, yeah, Danny. Yeah. It. Yeah. <laughs> Real <laughs> my, my suggestion got pushed aside. Anyway, we'll do Spawn and then we'll do Queen. Of the okay, fine, fine, fine. Salty fine. ass. <laughs> so the next one is uh, Rock Superstar by Cypress Hill. Uh, I'm not too big of a Cypress Hill fan. Uh, I like some of their songs. Um, I have no complaints about this. It's like whatever. Um, my one of my favorite sports podcasts uses the the little like bells in the beginning as the intro to the the dee, dee, whatever the fuck. And it's like the Dan Patrick show. So <laughs> every time I yeah. hear them watch that show on on the Peacock app or like hear the hear the podcast app, I always hear that beginning of the song on there. So it just reminds me of that now. Um, y'all have any? Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Like, it, it's it's the it's the uh the if i'm not mistaken it's the part of the movie where they go to the to the jailhouse when uh adrian took over the the police commissioner's like body already and like they're kind of walking everybody in uh yeah and if i'm not mistaken wwe use it for a uh a theme song too for one of their pay-per-views um and it was it was the rock superstar if i'm not mistaken but uh because they have thug superstar and then you have rock superstar so they got two different versions of that and uh b-roll's voice is fucking just Un- uncomparable i mean when someone sounds like that i don't know i always dig it um whether yeah. it's you know rock superstar whether it's you know uh insane the membrane like they have like iconic songs like that that you can't deny and i always I always love the story of how b real was trying to do like some like new york uh east coast sort of a vibe with his voice and they, they the i think the producer or someone someone told him if you don't change your voice, I'm going to just kick you out of the band, kick you out of the group and get somebody else. And he started oh, doing the high-pitched shit. So. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, like Levi mentioned, they have another, it's like a remix of, it's a song called Rap Superstar. So this one is like Rock Superstar. One of the members, I think it's Sendog or Metal. He's actually in a new metal band. And it's called Power Flow. Oh shit! I or know. it's like a heavy metal band, yeah. So okay. I I tried looking up see if this the the sample it, it was a sample, but it looks like it's an original song. So shout out whoever played guitar on that. It's a hard song, like yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's the uh, and then like f- fast forward like I don't know how many years later, and then you had a uh, Mims do the this is that was it this is a. Uh, this is why I rock. He had like the the, the remix. Oh, the rock version, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is this is why I rock. Oh, yes, yeah. dude. Shout out that guy's name. It's Mims. Music is my savior. Like yeah. that's pretty. Yeah. Tight. Yeah. So, so, yeah, this is why I'm hot. The hip hop version. Then you had uh, this is why I rock. So there was that too. My two moods, <laughs> Eddie. Okay, so uh, the next one, I have known nothing about this band. It's garbage. I say it already. Skip uh, it. Let's... Don't even name it. Okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna give my my notes on this. It's not much. This is why my initial thought hearing this, and I, I'm not even gonna lie, I skipped it halfway because I was like, this is not good. Uh, so the band's called Insolence Natural High. Uh, what my notes were was, bro, bro, new metal. Don't like the track. Should have not been on there. Yeah. Yeah. I just couldn't do it. I was like, oh man, I'm I'm past my the age of like just bad new metal. Like like 
I can't tolerate. I just couldn't tolerate the track. I was like, ah, fuck this. I'm skipping it. Uh, yeah. So you don't have any notes on the or feedback on the on the track? No, they're the same as yours. Like bad new metal. I heard maybe the first thirty seconds. I'm like, no, because the next track absolutely kicks ass. That this was just put to shame. Like take this song, take this band behind the shed, shoot it, bury it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, old yeah, uh, the only the only uh the only uh note i would have on this would be it coming out in uh in sean power sean palmer's pro snowboarder other than that nothing and i don't care so we can move on yeah <laughs> so next track is points of authority by lincoln park Who wants to take the lead on this one horde h-o-r-d hard hard <laughs> Uh, it's on the debut album, Hybrid Theory. So if you already heard the album, when this song like comes out on the soundtrack, you're just hyped. You're like throwing punches in the theater, fucking up grandma, dad, anybody. Just it's a good song. Yeah, and uh, it, it holds up, man. Like I, today, um, I listened to the. I mean, I listened to the album like like a day ago, uh, yesterday, I guess. Um, but even like going back and listening to the. Um, the, the tribute concert when they did it with uh they did a tribute concert and they kind of did like a suicide silence thing where they had guest vocalists come up and do certain songs with, with lincoln park when after chester passed away and even listening to it with with jonathan davis on vocals it's still fucking hard as fuck man like they chose jonathan davis to do uh, you know the tribute version of that song uh with the band and he, i mean of course he killed it because his voice is perfect for it but like that shut up part will always will never never not be hard and make you want to fucking you know punch a small child or like kick a baby or something it's like it's that hard and it always you know it always gets you hyped and even though before he passed chester was like people need to get over hybrid theory it ain't never gonna happen even after he's dead maybe even more so after he's passed away like yeah because that album is just too good front to back and whether you're a new metal fan or not like that that album was like was lincoln park i think the, the first two records um i haven't heard them in, in a while but i mean um i'm pretty sure if i heard them i I would feel the same way as I did when I was younger. When I was like 13, 14. Uh, uh, yeah, they have a lot of good songs. Um, for some reason, when I heard this, um, I thought this was paper cut. Like when, I, when I was like, I, I was like, wait, I swear paper wow. cut was on this soundtrack instead of Points of Authority, but no, I was wrong the whole time. And then, um, yeah, when I heard it, I couldn't help but think of Flashback <laughs> because uh, <but laughs> I did a good job as uh replicating some of the, the the tones and the parts of this song precisely like um yeah it just took me back it, it just felt like uh, i started thinking about like you know eighth grade and shit i was like wow i was like uh just hanging out with friends like reading hit parader and just like looking at all like the you know reading articles of all the new metal bands we were into at that time yeah and, and it's uh, it, it holds up man like Again, like I said, if you're not even if you're not a uh, Lincoln Park fan, it it holds up and it gets you feeling that way as you felt like whether you're in elementary or middle school, or whatever the fuck, and in those bands. And to think that Lincoln Park was a part of the whole like you know, ban this music when the whole Columbine shit happened. It was them. It was Corn. It was Slipknot. It was Marilyn Manson. Yeah, like wow. Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park was cited in several of the uh, news reports about how uh, the the Columbine shooters like were Lincoln Park fans. Oh and, shit! Yeah, and it was it, and they were, they they broke the band down. They were like, oh, they got their name from their park where they lived, and it was spelled Lincoln Park, like you know, traditionally. Now they changed it to Lincoln Park, and blah blah blah. And they had 
have you know these lyrics that are just you know they, they encourage violence and I was like not really like <laughs> no but at the same time like you know you had they were looped they were like kind of lumped into the same uh, sort of uh group as i mean whether you want to believe it or not it was uh slipknot corn lincoln park Marilyn manson those are the four bands that were like really uh looked at when it came to those shootings that happened back then it's crazy to think about that now damn they should have done a tour like <laughs> the i don't know it's our edgy joke the school shooter tour or some yeah. shit like that i don't know <laughs> just as a big fuck you to the mainstream uh, media that would have been tight yeah, or like put out a split yeah straight shooters the compilation <laughs> yeah, when uh the first time Marilyn Manson went back to Colorado, I think it was like he was on Ozfest. Uh, I think they played Aurora, Colorado. I'm assuming I might be wrong. Um, they were like, well, they always protested like anytime Marilyn Manson went to any city, but they made it a thing to make sure that they were protesting him uh, at that at that concert, or whatever. And um, I forget what he did. He said some some shit. Um, kind of wish i would have like looked up on this but because i didn't know we're gonna go this route but he said some shit and it just made it even like i don't know even not better but i don't know it was was entertaining as fuck (laughs) always okay um the next one is skip it skip it it. (laughs) i just want to talk about this real quick uh (laughs) stupefy foos for Bidden Little Nikki remix by Disturb. One I've never liked. Even when I was younger, and I remember like all my friends that were in a new metal too, they liked Disturbed. And I was like, I gave it a chance. I was like, okay. Stupefy is like, all right, this band is not, not that bad. And then I heard the rest and I was like, hmm, this sounds kind of <laughs> dumb. And then I gave it another chance and I was like, this still sounds kind of dumb. And then I was just like, I this is not for me. And then other people would like be wearing their shirts. And then in my head, I'm like, this person really likes this and they're wearing a shirt. I just didn't get it. And then I went to Ozfest with Adam. And uh, this is like the when I was like getting into hardcore and shit. So it was like um, I was I, I saw Sworn Enemy like at 10 a.m. opening up the second stage. Oh, shit. Opening up the second stage in Dallas. Uh, just like other bands played that shit. Um, and then on the main stage, I think the first band that played the main stage was Disturbed. Or no, no, no. Okay, this is the most upsetting part. I think it was Manson, Corn, and then Disturbed. Disturbed like played above them two because they yeah. were a band at that time. It's fucking blasphemy. Anyway, so I had to sit through Disturbed to get to uh, I think Ozzy. Oh shit! So, no, that's bad. <laughs> yeah, so I had to sit down. To, no, this is the worst part. Me and Adam went to two the two Oscars dates, San Antonio and Dallas. So I had to see them twice. Right, <laughs> it was the worst experience of my life. Uh, just watching them, and then like the the singer being very like ego fucking like maniac, and just like doing a stupid like I don't know finger pointing, but like to the sky and just whatever over theatric shit. The only Silver lining to all this at the Dallas show, uh, Vinnie Paul and Dimebag came out and they did a cover walk. Oh, sh- yeah, Vinnie okay. Paul did drums, Dimebag came in and then they did walk. And that was the only highlight. Other than that, fuck this band. And uh, yeah, yeah. did he do Did he do his disturbed vocals over a walk? Like, like, really? <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah. 
Also, oh, nah. So I I didn't uh, I didn't to me I was focusing on Vinnie Paul and Dying Back like oh this is crazy. Oh, okay. you know? And they showed a I saw like an MTV special on Oz and they showed that they showed a clip of them of that at the Dallas date, and it's a it's a part of D- David Dreamin whatever his name is, like respect. Like <laughs> so I was like oh, <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't notice him singing like like that or else it kind of would have ruined the moment, but. Yeah, the, yeah. the only thing, only thing I acknowledge about Disturbed is I only like one song, and that's "Remember" because that's actually a pretty fun like, guitar lick to play. And the other thing I, I'll notice, but also hate about them, is that they used to close. I think I'm not mistaken. They used to close their sets with "We are disturbed, we are," and the, the crowd would respond, "Disturbed, we are disturbed." They, again, "We are disturbed," and then they end with "We are all." Disturbed. Have a great fucking night, and they leave like, dude, I fucking hate this band so much. <laughs> Super. Cornball. Can you believe they used to play hardcore shows like when they started out? I remember that. Like, yeah, I, uh, I, I, I. That sounds okay. Never mind. You know, I'm thinking about Stained because I think Stained used to play hardcore shows in Boston. Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> I feel. I feel... <laughs> it's it's close, but it's been a while at like a VFW hall or something, and those kids just. Fucking! <laughs> I, I I feel like uh Dan like Dan Donegan the guitarist is like way too good for that fucking band, just like Jim Root is way too fucking good for Slipknot. But like they were like I'm making money, whatever, fuck it, you know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so the next band um is Un Loco. Drum roll. <laughs> Okay, so there's a lot to there's there's not a lot, but there's a bit to unpack with this song and band. Um, allegedly, two of these guys are from Harlingen. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure. Who, I think the guitar player and the bass player, maybe. Uh, I'm not. I'm not too sure. Two of the guys are. I think the bass player. Uh, God. Okay. How do I start this? <laughs> okay. So do I it. remember they played the song "Nothing" uh, on the radio, and I think it was like Rock and Roll James or someone was like, "This band uh, has members from the Valley," and I don't know what. And then I was like, "All right, let me hear it." And I heard it, and I was like, "Okay." The opening riff, like like comes in and i'm like okay it sounds kind of heavy okay cool and then like um then it was just like cookie cutter new metal and uh this was actually just it was actually better than disturbed and uh, i was like okay this is not too bad and then i heard the rest and i was like mm, why doesn't it sound like that song so <laughs> i i'm not gonna lie i kind of like this song but as far as like their whole discography it just like it's not the same and it's kind of a, like a letdown um they came down okay there's a story behind this when dtd started uh there is this guy who was in the band he played guitar and he would always talk about his uh relative was in a band whatever blah blah turns out it was this band and then uh so we're in the beginning stages of like dtd what is it when we're called discard the dead i wanted to just sound like hardcore like hate breed straight up and that's it and then um our drummer at the time was like his dad was forcing was like pushing him to force to make music to make money and like play bars and shit and i was like man i don't want to do that i just want to like i want to start a hardcore scene i want to do like some you know something besides that and then this guy was like wanting to do like un loco stuff like just straight up rip them off like kind of and i was like oh man i don't i don't think i could do that and then uh he calls me very urgently one day and he's like, Hey man, I just got to know. Uh, of course. Okay. This is like me. I'm not shitting on him. We were like 
what 17 we're just young and dumb and still trying to figure it out he was like hey man i'm like trying to write some stuff but i need to know like you know once we're the once we're a band are we gonna do like ausfest or are we gonna do warp tour like we can't be like punk and metal and like dude i Gosh. i was i was 17 even though i was like what are you talking we don't even have one song down like i just like cringed and i was like dude i just want to play hardcore that's what i said i was just gonna play hardcore and that's it and he was like well like why i was like look just listen to hate breed and write something like that like <laughs> anyways so then uh we went our separate ways uh he was not in the band whatever blah blah uh remember he let me a vhs oh wow fuck long time ago it wasn't until a couple months ago I was um, going through VH te- VHS tapes looking for footage of uh, me and Adam's old band. And I see this uh, tape and it's like a live concert because I was like, this isn't a regular show. What the fuck is this? This is Grand Central Station in the back, whatever. And then it's like it has like a local banner. And I'm like, what am I watching? And then uh, there's another banner in front of it. And it's E-Town Concrete. <laughs> and it's like from Graham Central Station in Far. Uh, I want to say this was 2003 or so. Uh, I'm assuming this is when uh, E-Town dropped uh, that album with mandibles on it or getting a rotation on Headbangers Ball and MTV2 and things like that. And yeah, E-Town Concrete played in Far, like at Graham Central Station, which is like less than five minutes away from my house. And I'm like, was upset because I didn't know about this. I was like, what the fuck? And I have VHS of a eight minutes set of an e-town show and then i have like 45 minutes of when un loco said that i did not watch but yeah (laughs) (laughs) so i have i i wonder if he wants that vhs tape back but like i think i'm just gonna keep it for e-town you know it's 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 history it's valley history the academy and far behind crunch gym hollowed ground that entire area if you're a hardcore kid visit it that's our mecca that's our jerusalem go kiss that ground the uh, the gun section at the academy. <laughs> yeah, if, uh, you got to crowd kill people at the checkout list. <laughs> okay, so I, I, um, I, the, the big the one of the biggest things I had against like Unloco was that I mean one they were terrible, uh, but two that but two that uh that that Mark Sarano the the guitar player one he had a fucking endorsement from Digitech who a garbage company in my opinion. Uh, granted, I did have the Metal Master when I was in seventh grade, but that was the last time. Like I ever did anything Digitech wise, uh, this is guitar pedals for those of the uninitiated. Uh, and then the other thing I hated about him or that band was the fact that again, Mark Sedano had another band called Dozen Furies, which was better than Unloco in my opinion. But he fucking got on uh, Battle for Ozfest and they fucking won. And Unloco had already been on fucking Ozfest, so that motherfucker got on twice. How does that happen? Like, how oh, does Ozzy not know right. that Mark Sedano was Dude. Mark Sedano oh, was in both of those fucking bands and played Ozfest with two different bands? Like, how does how do they not know? I mean, it's like, oh, it's some random short, you know, fool from from San Antonio, whatever, and he plays Ozfest twice with two different bands. How the fuck does that happen? <laughs> Ozzy's always say like, oh, he looks familiar. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah he's, you guys were all right. He's got that cute Latin vibe. Keep, keep, put him in. Dude, imagine Ozzy like doesn't watch your band and still tells you six set. <laughs> yeah, that, that's pretty much everybody in in every single genre. After they tell you six set, they ask you for your cab. He's like, uh, you made me want to riot. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no more tears for me, mate. <laughs> okay. Uh, shit. What was I gonna say? Um, 
So I looked up, uh, I was looking something up and I, uh, it was actually under Wikipedia uh, for the, the album, the, for the album that the song is on. And um, it's like saying that it failed to gather mainstream attention and that um, Michael Gallucci from all music gave the album a highly negative one and a half star review noting there's no explanation so, for why well deserved no, there's no explanation for why no one should listen to wait okay there's no explanation for anyone for why anyone should listen to these neo metal knuckleheads when there are already plenty of other rap metal macho men doing the same thing <laughs> oh shit nice <laughs> just ripped them apart jesus and i was like you know what i i, I get it like uh, because it wasn't yeah. anything like um <laughs> it wasn't anything stand out you know what i mean like it was kind of like in the run-of-the-mill like new metal stuff yeah yeah and it's uh it's actually funny it's on the soundtrack it's not in the movie at all yeah, i honestly that, that, thought uh, it was in the in one of the scenes where yeah. like they're chasing adam sandler but no, it's not. For some reason, no. I thought it was yeah. in one of those scenes. Yeah, the 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 two songs that are not in the movie but they're on the soundtrack are going to be nothing but Un Loco and Be Quiet and Drive by Dev Tones, which we'll talk about in a second. Yeah. yeah. So um, <clears throat> it's kind of it's kind of a controversial thing for me to say, but like I actually like the song. I'm not big on the band or anything else that they've released. Which one? Oh, oh for the Nothing song. Yeah, for Nothing from Un Loco. Oh, okay. Yeah. I I, I hate that band. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know about this until Danny shared the Eton Concrete. He called me like 1 a.m. He DMs me. He's like, are you up? And I'm like, what? <laughs> and he's like, I need to tell you something. And I'm like, oh, this guy's going to like confide in me. And he's yeah. like, no, I'm going to call you drunk and rant about Un Loco and Eton Concrete. <laughs> so that's when I first found out that this band and they had connections to the Valley or whatever. They're just a run-of-the-mill new wave band. But Eton Concrete got to come play in the valley because of them. So respect yeah. for that, I guess. But yeah, that's about it. All the, oh, all, all the rocker, all the, all the rocker fools would ask me if I knew. Hey, have you heard of in local? Like that was one of the questions they'd ask me after asking if I was one of those freaks or if I was a rocker. And I read a lot of the Guitar World and Guitar One magazines and seeing Mark Sedano from Un Loco kind of annoyed me. And then Battle of Osfest, of course, where I mentioned that. But yeah. Okay, going back to the Battle of Osfest real quick. Um, it's really funny to look back because some of those bands are just so bad. And I, you know what? Yep. As annoying as a mod was, I liked him. He was cool. He's is he had that band Beyond All Reason, which is like a they're a metalcore band. They're pretty good. He's like moshing to like hate breed, and then they're like, if he hits me, I'm gonna hit him back. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Eddie, I don't know if you you ever watched that show, but it's on YouTube. Uh, a lot of that, yeah. most of the seasons on there, right? We're all yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. like the important ones, anyway. Yeah, Battle for Ozfest. Everyone check oh, out. For us. Yeah, it's okay. like uh, it was like 2004 ish. So like it's like you could see the the gap between like the people that like that were into new metal and getting into hardcore or into metalcore. It's weird. It's like uh, the transitional phase of all that. Like and there's yeah, bands cool. in that show that the, you can see like oh these people like listen to this or this you know like. You can differentiate like the different like uh, scenes that all these people were in. Yeah, badass. I hated the fact that like the bands that made it or that were uh, in the top were like Cinder, which is like a North or South Carolina band, and they were kind of whack. Um, the bass player uh, put his bass on incorrectly, and even as a like a middle school student, I knew that he was holding it wrong. And it was fucking weird. 
uh, <laughs> uh, I felt like Mantis, who was the uh, I'm not gonna ruin. The, if those of you who want to watch this, you can watch. I'm not gonna tell you who wins. Um, other than the, I think I mentioned it earlier, who won? But you can look back anyway. But Mantis, which is another band, I think they were really really good at what they did. Uh, I think a guy was named was Amir, and he was like like one of the first people I ever saw on TV have two moms. That was an interesting little fact from that. And then the uh, other band was uh, a dozen Furies, which had like Mark Sedano from Moon Loco in it. And it was just you know it was those three bands were like okay, but when you get through the bands before that, they were just man they were garbage. I don't even know how they made it through, but I mean I'm not, I guess like that's why this... they only had one season. Yeah. There was that bro dude <laughs> that was like trying to sound like a biohazard, and I don't know what. The yes, was. It was, that guy was such a dude, uh, like trying to fuck every girl. It hurts. Anyways, Eddie, oh yeah, wait, 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 wait! Didn't he pretend to be Sean Cron from from Slipknot? Yeah, yeah. Eddie, <laughs> and they got called out, enticing. and they kicked the fuck off the tour. Yeah, this sounds very enticing, right? You should watch it, Eddie. So you could maybe we could do a. Yeah, I'm gonna go check it out. <laughs> Okay, we'll do a battle for Oslo episode that no one wants, but we're gonna. <laughs> no do one's it. gonna watch. No, no one cares about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so the next song on the soundtrack, damn, we really went on. We really went in on Unloco. Uh, <laughs> the next one is, <laughs> of course, uh, Power Man Five Thousand Worlds Collide. Great song. Yeah, it's. Um, I remember hearing this when I was like in this song in like seventh grade, and I was like, "Oh, it's cool. It sounds like different, or whatever." And it's it's yeah, an entertaining. Yeah. Uh, Power Man Five Thousand was an entertaining band. They, you know, they, they did their thing, and uh, I remember I was super shocked when I found out that the singer is Rob Zombie's brother. When I was younger, I was like, "Whoa, no way!" Like, that was a. <laughs> funny. It was like it was like a reverse edema effect to where you're like, "Oh, I actually care. It's his brother." So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this song I had, I guess when I saw the movie, I did like a wrestling pop where I'm like, I jump up because this song is on the Tony Hawk Pro Skater soundtrack. And it's one of the first songs you hear. So you're just like playing, skating. Then it comes on and I'm like, I know this song. I know this song. And my mom's like, Cayete? Like, watch the movie? (laughs) You don't don't understand me, mom. It's not a phase. (laughs) And like fast forward, fast forward to like 2000, what is it? Damn, what year was it? It was like 2005, maybe, maybe 2006, somewhere around there. Uh, it comes out again on SmackDown versus Raw, the video game. Yeah. And I just remember one of the first like tracks here, and I was like, oh shit, Little Nicky. <laughs> what is it, been like? What's going on here? I was like, fuck yeah. And like, like this song was like were... so many soundtracks to video games. So many. Yeah. Other so songs many. in this era. And like, it was on a wrestling game, and then like the Dudley Boys used their like "Drop the Bombshell" song for their theme song for a while. The "Get Up, Get Up, Get Up," and that's that song was their theme song for a while. And then that song also came out in that movie Evolution. So like they were they were in the movies for a little while. Yeah, it was kind of like the go-to one. Like you know what? I I feel like um, maybe the rights to the song were not that expensive, so they were like. <laughs> <laughs> get it to our, to, to our movie trailer like. <laughs> they signed a shit deal and they got shit royalties yeah <laughs> oh, um, just us mentioning it he gets five cents yeah <laughs> like just like spotify <laughs> right um, danny okay one when, when it was this was like seventh grade um of course uh middle school jokes we we don't it's like whatever um <laughs> There were these, uh, we're no, it was eighth grade actually. Uh, we're in lunch, and then, um, these two guys were gonna like fight, right? 
and these guys were big boys. And one of my friends, like they, 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 those two guys rammed into each other, like starting to fight, like actual fight. And I thought they were joking, so I was laughing, ha ha. And everyone was like serious. And then I was like, "What's going on?" And then my other friend is like, "Oh, this is what it's like when worlds collide." <laughs> Yeah, at all, <laughs> and I just like lost it. Like I just could not stop laughing when he said, oh, "God, <laughs> it's not a fat shame joke." I'm just this. Is, we're in middle school. It's like whatever. Well, anyway. I remember using that. I remember using that same term when like we used to like fight or get into it with with the metalheads at hardcore shows because they would be headbanging oh, okay. and people would be two stepping and shit, and they like they would they would shove people who were two stepping or slam dancing or whatever. And then I have friends who say that shit too, like, "Oh, this is like a worst collide way." And like, <laughs> they get into it. Ah, those were fun days. Uh, bring that back, twenty twenty two, when we can have shows again. Just and fight metalheads. <laughs> yeah, just fight metalheads. Fuck the unity. <laughs> okay, so the next one is uh, "Cave" by Muse. Great song. This oh, is uh, it's the only song on that Muse album that sounds like this. Because uh, it has like a new metal-ish riff and everything else is like the typical Muse space rock and like slow ballads. And like, I really love this band and like the first four or five albums, I feel they're not talked about enough, but I kind of like freaked out that they were on the soundtrack. Like Muse was on this. Like, I didn't think they were that old of a band, to be honest. Yeah, they uh, they, they really got their, their break like fucking years later on Guitar Hero. Yeah. <laughs> um, with, 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 the, with that song, if you, those of you who play guitar, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, I remember hearing this song and like, like, oh, this is pretty tight. You know, this is something different. And then like not hearing anything. I didn't know it was me. I didn't know I heard the song before. And then hearing like the guitar, the guitar uh, uh, hero fucking sound check and they were on it too. Like, oh, this is pretty cool. What is this? Muse and then like looking into it like oh shit they don't oh yeah that's right they own little Nicky. it's just one of those things that nobody does anymore is like they they don't like look into what uh, their old stuff or like what they put out in the past and what they were on i remember looking over like you know what record label bands were on to see what other bands were on that same label so i could hear other you know other bands whether it was you know like roadrunner or kung fu records or metal blade like i would look at you know century media whatever so i can hear those bands are on there because you know that's how i found stuff out but yeah, hearing this is the first time I ever heard Muse without knowing was you know who the band's name was and liking it, and then fast forward to Guitar Hero days and you know they came out there so that was pretty tight. Um, uh, I don't have nothing against the band. I just not into it. Uh, it's like whatever. I mean, I, I don't hate it, but it's just like not not into it. Uh, I do have a story regarding this band, but it doesn't involve me. But it's a funny story that I deserve. It should be told. Is that cool? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so uh, this did not happen to me. This happened to uh, one of my very close friends. Uh, a friend that uh, me and Levi uh, toured with. I'm not going to say who. It's who I don't know. I'm not going to say who this happened to, but Levi will probably guess. Okay, so um, I went out drinking with like a friend. And then he was like kind of feeling down in the dumps, whatever. And then uh, we went our separate ways. He got home and then he was texting this girl. And he was just like, you know, saying, telling her how he was feeling, whatever. And then she was trying to like encourage him, like to feel better, whatever. And then uh, she sent him like a muse song with lyrics, like read the lyrics, they're deep. And I don't know. <laughs> oh no. Anyways, he passed out. He like he was drunk, so he fell asleep. This uh, person thought my friend was like suicidal. So 
my friend just hears a knocking on the door and they say his last name is like, is this the whatever residence? But they didn't even, okay, he was living in the back room of like the house. He wasn't living even in the house. So they went around the house to the bag. They knocked on like the, the I don't want to say shed, but whatever, let's call it a shed. He was living in that shed. They knock on the door and they say his name and he was like, uh, yeah. And then he was like, open the door or whatever. We're here to talk to you. And he was like, who the fuck is this? He opens the door. He has his shirt off. He's like in his underwear. He has weed on the bed. Like, oh, right. And then he was like, what the fuck? He's like, it's the cops. What the fuck? And then like, he starts putting his clothes on and he was like, what's going on? He's like, we got a call for a welfare check. (laughs) (laughs) The cops showed up. He comes out. They're asking him how how he's, how is he feeling? Whatever. And then I think it's protocol for like a fire truck to show up. So then there's like a fire truck also on the street and an ambulance. And then the cops and like a big thing. And, uh, his dad was all like, what the fuck's going on? He's like, look, I told this girl I was feeling down. She thought I was suicidal. She thought I killed myself. So she called the cops to check on me. <laughs> Every time we hear like the, the name Muse or the band Muse, this is what I relate to. So I thought. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, oh, yeah. any, anything else you want to add? Uh, anyone wants to add on to Muse? No, I'm good. No, that, that story says it all. <laughs> Okay, the next one is uh, Take a Picture by Filter. Um, yes. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, man, like, I, it's a huge change of pace, and that's one of the reasons why I love it on this album. Uh, you have a bunch of new metal bands. You have a bunch of, you know, you know, just, I don't know, whatever you want to call them, you know, pretentious fucking rockers on this on this album, uh, whether you like the songs or not. Uh, but this one's a, a great change of pace. And like I mentioned before, it kind of puts you, you know, where where you are in the movie. Take a picture by Filter is the one is a, sl- a song you hear when he wakes up in heaven for the first time. Um, so like worlds, worlds collide is what you heard when you know uh, Adrian kind of ascends to the the throne of hell. He's getting ready to go from there. Uh, and so like you have different points in this, in this movie. We have those different songs, but Take a Picture is a great change of pace because it changes, it shifts the whole mood from him being uh, you know a spawn of Satan only, only knowing about releasing the evil, only knowing about his half of his powers and you know where he comes from. And then the first time he like does self-sacrifice and he goes to heaven, he gets a whole complete shift in the music and you get this take a picture song and the whole like, I feel like a newborn kind of gets chanted all the way through until you get to that. So I thought it was pretty cool. And this is like, uh, and I, for my, my taste, it's a great change of pace. There are other songs that have a different mood, but they're not credited in this uh, soundtrack. We'll talk about the other ones later. But the fact that this is the one different change in mood the one different you know change in band the one different change in like uh just lyrics in general i i, I really like this song and it's not it's not a, you know a bad song at all for one on its own but you put it in the mix with like pod deftone cypress and lincoln and all these f- fucking un loco whatever uh <laughs> you uh it, it, it's a great little like curveball in this in this soundtrack and i, I really think it, it, it's great it belongs here so yeah actually uh this was uh, one of the songs that I actually was like, oh, it's cool. You know, like it is a change of pace as far as like the other bands. Um, it doesn't, the, I think the thing I like about this uh, song compared to like some of the other bands that are on here, it's uh, it's uh, it's authentic. They're not trying to be anything. It's like a, it's a chill song, you know, and uh, 
Yeah, every time I, I remember when I was younger, I would hear the song. It would put me like in a good mood, you know, because you know, yeah, it's a good mood song and like the hook and everything. It's a good song. Um, uh, yeah, I have nothing. I have nothing really else to say. It's a, I like it. I like it. <laughs> if it comes on like at a fucking, um, if I'm shopping like at somewhere and it comes on, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna complain. They're like HEB or something. <laughs> like all right, cool, you know. Uh, so yeah, I don't I don't hate on this. Uh, it's whatever. It's not like hearing no. It's not like hearing no rain. Like you get fucking tired of hearing no rain from Blind Lemon. This song I could hear pretty much any time, and I get tired of it. Eddie. Yeah, it's a good song. I didn't hear it until last night. Um, I was like, okay, this is chill. I don't know much about this band, but good song. Mm-hmm. You're right. If it comes out like when you're shopping somewhere, you might, you know, mm. it's a feel good song. You might spend a little extra, get a little wine, something bubbly. <laughs> okay, so uh... shout out Levi and his wine bottle. <laughs> so actually um richard patrick the singer of this band he uh was a touring guitarist for nine inch nails during pretty hate machine oh shit nice yeah so yeah he was a uh, he was also part of the process and broken also uh i think on the tour and i don't think he had any oh wait i think he had part of the writing too. i might be wrong but he he, he had a, he had a, a hand in nine inch nails um like in on sanctified i believe like he does like a, some vocal parts also okay yeah so the last song be quiet and drive acoustic by deftones uh honestly yeah, i'm yeah. a fan of uh of this era anything deftones acoustic this song uh teenager um this they just do <laughs> such a good like uh acoustic renditions of songs uh when i heard this i was like in love with it i liked it immediately the original is great this one just adds a, obviously a different feel since it's acoustic. I fuck with it heavy. Yeah, and it's uh, it's also like I said mentioned earlier, it is the second song that is not actually in the in the movie, but it's featured on the soundtrack. So all of these songs that we just mentioned, all you know, well, like there's twelve songs total, and then the t- only ten of them are actually in the movie, and nothing by Un Loco, whatever, are <laughs> and uh, Beach <laughs> Quiet and Drive, uh, Deftones, the acoustic version also the closing track of the soundtrack and it is also not in the movie so that, that's the other little cool fact about it good song um can't complain about it it's a good deftone song cool yeah so now to play uh one of my favorites uh, it's not a game but you know segments of this is uh taking out two songs and adding two songs i am curious on levi's so i'll do we'll do levi last uh eddie you can go first Okay, so I don't think I have two. Uh, or actually, no, let me see. I would take out the Insolence Natural High song just because who the fuck cares? And I would replace it with Higher by Creed, even though it was all over the place. <laughs> Every soundtrack had it. But I just want the theme of Heaven and Hell to be cohesive. I'm going to use that word again. But just put higher by Creed instead. Okay, and another. Yeah, I'll 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 jump in on that, but I'll let you go on the second one. Okay. Uh, no, I don't have a second one. That's it. Oh, that <laughs> just, yeah. I feel like I have a story for every fucking song that's being mentioned, and I'm gonna be <laughs> annoying everyone. But I yep. hate this song. I. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is being whatever, being dumb. But so in the eighth grade. I'm going to try to make this short as possible. But in eighth grade, I had a crush on this one girl. Well, we dated for a day. Oh. And she broke up with me, right? And then I still had a crush on her. Oh, sh- 
there was like a homecoming season or whatever and then like uh, my mom did like homecoming moms and stuff so i got her a, a homecoming mom she was like in band or whatever i show up early on homecoming day for our school i show up mad early like 5 a.m because that's when like the, the the people in band show up whatever with this homecoming mom i give it to her she's like happy whatever and then i attend the prep rally because i don't know what else am i going to do i'm there at school right i show up and i'm like fuck these things are terrible <laughs> like i was just like not into it and, <laughs> you know, the worst part is i had first period with her and she would sit right in front of me so she didn't say anything and i was like uh what was so i say like what is she gonna say nothing she didn't say anything to me or even look my direction i was like fuck and then her friends like hey like uh i can't say her name but yeah she was like uh yeah she thought it was a sweet gesture but uh, like what you want do you want to date her again or what and i was like yeah i was like gonna talk to her about that she's like well she doesn't and then at lunchtime her friend starts walking towards me with the homecoming mom i'm like oh no like <laughs> this is bad news. oh no <laughs> and then she was like yeah she said like she likes it but um she doesn't want to date you and she doesn't want this. And I was like, well, I don't want it. Like, you know, and then like, cause that's how embarrassing is that? I'm going to come home. Hey, yeah. Thanks for like making this for the girl I like, but she's not into it. And I just got rejected in front of like everyone at school. So I was bummed oh, out, whatever. And then uh, my, my best friend at the time, he was like, Hey man, let's go to the homecoming dance. I was like, why, why the fuck would I want to go to that? Sure enough, I went. And then uh, I'm there at the gym, the gym bleachers. I'm sitting down, just like bummed, like I hate my life, you know, <laughs> like making things more serious than you are, than than they are, because you know you're in middle school, right? So like I'm like I hate my life, whatever. <laughs> and then the the it's a homecoming <laughs> dance, whatever. And then she walks in, and when she walks in, she waves, and she's waving towards my direction and smiling. And then I like point at me, like what me? And she like nods her head yes. And at this point, Creed uh, hires Flame. And then I'm like, what the fuck? And then she, and then as I'm about to get down the bleachers, she was talking to the guy behind me. The guy walks towards her. They start dancing. And then they like start kissing. And I'm just like, I fucking hate Creed. Oh, <laughs> God. When Dreamin. <laughs> And they have the attachment to this song. So <laughs> this is why I hate this band and the song. No, no offense, but I get. It's always some bullshit story, I mean, Danny. With you, it's always some bullshit story that I can't go to Barnes and Noble for, that I can't go to certain restaurants because of it. I hey can't create anymore because you don't have a problem with it. I, you know, I think I can go back to a certain restaurant. I think. Well, I hope but, so. Yeah, now. Applebee's. Oh, God, I'm no comment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know I like the concept. You know that he said heaven and hell. I, I fuck with that. So yeah. You know, I, I um, I thought of one because I looked it up just because it came out the same year. But uh, Kryptonite by Three Doses Down because I think Nikki flies in this movie, so it's like okay, it might work. Uh, take out the Un local song and just put uh, or no, take out the Disturbed song and put Three Doors Down. Yeah. Okay. I, I can see that. Okay. So mine, um, I would take out that insulin span, whatever. And I would take out disturbed. Um, one of the ones I would add uh, just to um, compliment the scene of him with the posters in the room. Uh, I would add corn 
um, issues had like already been out. Um, I feel like either, you know, the, the, one of the singles either falling away from me or somebody, someone would have like been pretty cool to add just to, um, like the scene of like him having corn posters, like in his room and shit. The second one is a little out of like nowhere. Um, he had Slipknot posters in the room. I always like when soundtracks didn't have, um, a song from like like a single from one of the bands like on their on their album like maybe like a, oh what why is this song on there like randomly i feel like the song no life by slipknot would have been pretty cool to have on the soundtrack it probably would have been the one of the heavier song on the soundtrack but i feel like it needed that um but yeah no life by slipknot i feel like some of the lyrics kind of like would have gone well with it so i think that's that's those are my two picks is it my turn now yes Okay, so yeah, fuck that insolence ban um, three times <laughs> over because uh, I'm about to insert some shit, you know, into this fucking lineup and save this soundtrack. Now it's a great soundtrack, you know, because it you know it has those dips like we talked about back in the Kanye ep- episode about how Jay Z's verse was whack as shit and was you know stale fucking fried pickles. That's exactly what insolence was, and they got you ready for Lincoln Park's points of authority. But still, fuck all that noise. Let's put something good in there. Um, I feel like with the, with the flow of this of this album, you could have put in a range of, of fucking uh, songs by this next artist. I'm about to decide here, and this is to get uh, Danny nice and excited, maybe even hard. I don't know. We'll find out. And then I want to put in <laughs> instead of insolence, natural high, that garbage song. I would put in uh, on your way by stabbing westward or oh, the thing I hate. Oh. <laughs> oh. So. The thing I hate would be fucking perfect if you're a Duke Nukem yep. fan. You've heard that song plenty of times. Uh, on your way, if you're a Halo fan, either one of those songs would have worked, and yep. it would have driven the song. And it has the same sort of feel, and it would have reached the the goal that Insolence failed to reach in their song because it's garbage. And only Sean Palmer realized that they had something going because they're garbage. Um, so Stabbing Westward could could have put on On Your Way or The Thing I Hate. Either one of those would have worked, and it would have been perfect. And Danny, I hope you're happy with this pick because I know you like Stabbing Whisper too. Wow. <laughs> I am. I wish, I wish these podcasts had videos so y'all could see Danny's reaction. <laughs> I went from like almost crying over my uh, eighth grade homecoming memory to like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So like, like there's a lot of songs I could have replaced it, man. But like, if you look, if you listen to the song itself, it has this mood. It has a sort of, a sort of industrial feel to it. Not really. It's more like you know, uh, you know, electronic feel. But Stabbing Westward could have just like gone right in there and like put in one of those songs. Not not them, but you know, whoever selected the music. Yeah. On Your Way would have fit perfectly. The thing I hate. Oh man, that would have fit so awesome too. Um, and that was my that's my that's my first one because you could have put either one of those in there by Stabbing Westward. It would have been great. My second pick, of course, I would have taken out that that. Uh, that nothing song from un loco because it's you know straight fucking garbage and as a tribute to my homeboy and my fucking you know my king clint howard will put on that that stacy q song two of hearts because that song is fucking iconic in the song and you cannot not think about little nicky without thinking about that song which also came out on hot rod and a bunch of other movies as well i mean maybe you could put a ladies night but that's eh, kind of overplayed you didn't play it you know more enough but to pay tribute to Clint Howard and to his awesome, awesome, you know, character acting ways, I would have put in Stacey Q's Two of Hearts, which is not 
it's in the movie, but it's not in the soundtrack. We put that song in there, you slip it into all these new metal and like, you know, mood music, and you have this one sort of like funny ass, like, oh yeah, that's where the guy with the nipples like rubs his nipples, right? Yeah. yeah that would have been, cool. that been perfect. Yeah. Those are my two picks. Have a good night. <laughs> yeah, I think Levi won this. Man. Yeah, he won. <laughs> Holy shit. All right. <laughs> we are uh, in with this, but uh, any other last uh, cool little like you know things you want to add in? Yeah, uh, just uh, some of some little easy little uh, movie facts about this movie. Uh, I mentioned before uh, Carl Weathers, who played Creed, Apollo Creed, and Rocky uh, Trubs in this in the Happy and Happy Gilmore, not credited in this movie. Uh, and one that I was really happy to find is how uh, Adam Sandler loves the V. And I'll tell you what that means in a second. I'm just going to let you marinate on this for a second. Adam Sandler loves the V in the sense that if you look at, uh, let's see, if you look at uh, Billy Madison, if you look at Happy Gilmore, if you look at Waterboy, if you look at Little Nicky, all of his love interests have the same first and last initials. You have uh, Valerie Varon from a Little Nicky. You have Veronica Vaughn from uh, Billy Madison. You have Virginia Vinette from... Uh, uh, Happy Gilmore, and you have Vicky Valancourt from uh, Waterboy, so she's like the fourth uh, VV uh, initial. That's a kind of wow. little fun thing. Holy yeah. nice. I, I mentioned I mentioned the Harvey Keitel thing. That was another one. I mentioned the Quentin Tarantino thing. We talked about the Dan Carvey thing already. Uh, little Nicky itself, apparently, which I never knew this before. Uh, another name for Satan or the devil is Old Nick. So Little Nicky is another like uh, a, a derivation from that. Uh, old Nick being like another uh, name for the devil. Old Nick is a name for the devil, apparently. I've never heard that before, but hey, it was fucking hilarious. Uh, Kevin Needham, of course, kills it as Tithead, aka the gatekeeper. But I'm gonna call him <laughs> Tithead forever because he can murder this this role and like it was perfect. Uh, also, uh, John Farley played the uh, the 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 dartboard, the human dartboard, who is uh, the youngest of Chris Farley's brothers. Uh, he's also been in all, he has also been in other Happy Madison uh, uh, pictures, like in uh, the Bench Warmers. And the other brother, I can't remember his name at the moment, but he was his other brother was also in Joe Dirt as the cop that told him about how uh, uh, <laughs> how was it uh, Clem killed those mob guys and it was a big mess. That's also Chris Farley's brother. Oh so, shit! Yeah, it's another one of his brothers. So that's that's that. And then real quick, my favorite uh, <laughs> favorite lines from this movie uh, among so many, just like Anchorman and other like movies like Napoleon Dynamite that have quotable like you know quotes. This is another one. Uh, Say, Mr. Beefy, say it, say it. That's another one. That's the first one I have on there. Uh, uh, now that was some straight up David Copperfield shit. That's another one. Uh, what is it? <laughs> what did he say? Oh, he's walking. Get him a bus. That's another one. Uh, let's see. Is it, oh, my God. He just opened his mouth and swallowed that spit. Oh, to turn you on there, RuPaul. It's another one right there. We just talked about that. Yeah. And then, of course, the last one, my my credo is I came for the beer and the bitches. That's a, it's a great one. I... I get no bit I get no bitches, but I do drink all the beer. So that's 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 definitely me there. Uh, and then lastly, a little quote from uh, Paradise Lost was the uh, "It's better to uh, to reign in hell than serve in heaven." That was the thing line that Adrian gave. That's from Paradise Lost. It's a little like kind of like nod to that. So done. I'll shut up now. <laughs> um. Also, oh yeah, I for- forgot to mention. Uh, I wouldn't add it to to two of the songs. I would add on, but I feel like the Everlong acoustic. From Foo Fighters should have been on the soundtrack too. Uh, yeah, like maybe the second to the last track before Deftones, that would have been cool. Um, that's I, I actually like it as much as like the regular, you know, version of Everlong, but 
that's a whole different thing. Um, let me see what else do I have here. I think I'm like I feel like you guys named everything I had on my list. <laughs> oh, Gary the Monster is my uh, favorite character from Hell. Uh, I feel like Gary the Monster deserved more screen time. <laughs> uh, when, uh, yeah. When uh, bring it on, big man. Yeah, yeah, he's trying to fight him, and he just like walks. <laughs> but yeah, that, low grade ass Chewbacca. Yeah, rest in peace, Tommy Lister, Debo. Debo, rest in peace. Pa- uh, rest in peace, pops with the spoon. Oh yeah, rest in peace. Uh, the part also when uh, uh, Cassius uh, possesses like the mayor, and him and Adrian are talking like mentally. The mayor's yeah. eye shifts to the side. <laughs> <laughs> like, how, it was so stupid that I could not stop yeah. laughing. Yeah. Is, is that the one? The mayor? He's standing on the pizza to keep yeah. hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or no, he has a he has his feet wrapped in like a foil paper. I believe. Foil, yeah, yeah, foil, yeah. yeah. And then uh, the the priest has his feet on like a hibachi grill or like a little like. <laughs> oh, um, no, that's pretty much it. I really have nothing else. That I pretty much covered everything. I have. I think uh, I'm going to add my favorite quote. Uh, it's two. It's a uh, holy shit. Chicago kicks ass. <laughs> he plays the record backwards. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then uh, when he's testing his powers to see, like, release the evil. And it's a uh, fucking he just comes back in the room. The, the roommate, he's like, this Pepsi tastes like Coke. <laughs> <laughs> you turn that Coke into a Pepsi. That Pepsi. was the big transformation. Yeah. Good shit. Oh, Another scene I couldn't stop laughing about was when uh, the, uh, Nikki's playing one on one against David Carvey, Dana Carvey. Dude, oh, uh, yeah. fucking little Nikki has handles. He's like fucking crossing yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, dude. Yeah, that's 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 well documented though, man. Like you, you look at the back of the, the Saturday Night Live days, all the way forward to like Big Daddy, even all the way forward to like the, the like the youngest the longest yard. You see him. There's always video of him, like you know, crossing people over and like shooting and doing pretty well. Like Chuck and Larry too shows him. Actually, that's him actually playing like basketball and stuff, like yeah. with Kevin James. So like, yeah, he's that's well documented though. He's he's not you know NBA obviously, but he's got oh, like, yeah. handles for it. You know. If they ever bring back NBA Street, put Adam Sandler as a character. Fuck. And he was it the half court dunk that he, that he he made. Yeah. No wire work by himself. Just the the work of the devil. That was all him. Let's, let's go. All right. Well, I think we're done. I don't. Oh no, one more quote. Because I typed out one quote uh, when they're in the church, and he's like, "My son got the strength to get off drugs," and he was all like, "I know your son. He was better on the drugs." <laughs> At least when he was gonna watch that, she's gonna make me laugh occasionally. <laughs> stop laughing. I lost my shit when I heard that. Oh, Bro, okay. like the, the amount of times that I've like, you know piss somebody off or like you know roasted somebody and they got all mad and just they're like ring <laughs> <laughs> oh man well i'm done i don't i, I mean we, if we think Same. of more we can keep going but Same. Uh, i'm done all right hopefully this episode wasn't too long if you made it this far thank you again and if you like this this was just like a test run as far as what we're gonna do uh with this concept and uh well maybe we won't do spawn we'll, we'll try to find something else what's up levi are we gonna give him a, a song? We can like cut here. Uh, oh, are we yeah, gonna give him a song? Uh, are we gonna do Power Man? Or are we gonna do something else? And let's do the stupefy little Nikki. Uh, <laughs> Why do you you don't do you want people to listen to this or not? No shit. We're just gonna go ahead with Power Man Five Thousand when worlds collide.
Uh, I believe this is the track we all kind of agreed on the most. Well, not the most, but it's a good song. So we're just going to close it out with this. I hope you all check out future episodes where we do this with movies and soundtracks and just regular episodes where we just talk shit. So y'all have a good night. Bye.